0: Another intriguing edition of the Stack Pack. I'm your host David Howell, joined as always by Road Home Dan, Quarantine Dan. Um, we're currently quarantined together. What's up? You know this if you've been listening. And uh, good old Eli, quarantined with his lovely family in Dallas. What's up, dude? How are you? Yeah. Can we can we just go by Quarantine Eli and Quarantine David? And yeah. Quarantine Dan. Yeah. Why don't we just say all home? We're all home. I'm quarantined. Home Dave, home Dan, home Eli. The Co- stack quarantine pack? Queelai. 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 Quan and Quavid. Quavid. Que- <laughs> and Quavid. These all suck. What's up, guys? Today we're covering season four, episode 20. 424. Oh, my God. How did we, how did we just notice that we're covering episode four?
1: <laughs> ep Season 4, episode 20, 420. Uh, Probably because we're at the right amount of drunk.
0: Uh, Too bad it's only April 11th. Imagine if we did episode 4... Fuck. Imagine if we did season 4, episode 20 on April 4th, day 20. (laughs) Ooh, that would have been classic. We would have been so blazed. Okay, we're going to let you in on a little secret, guys. We are. Well, uh, two-thirds of this podcast is usually...
1: Medicated, pretty,
0: pretty bla- blazed? blazed. Ew, blazed. I feel like I'm a 15 year old bro. I got blazed. <laughs> bro, you got blazed. Blaze it. Please blow Hella blaze. Four four twenty. Blaze it. Four twenty. Blaze four, it. Two, three, two, three. <laughs> uh. So um, yeah, we're here in our respective homes. It's 10:28 on Saturday, April 11th, and we're gonna cover season four, episode 20. And basically, it's one story that we're going to be talking about. There's a lot of updates, stories that we've covered in full already, but I guess we'll go over them um, and just kind of, you know, update you on what cases those were. Um, but the first case is about a, a real screwball, isn't he? I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i yeah, it's a say. wanted case. Yeah, wanted case. We're talking about Richard Mins. This guy fucking sucks. Richard L. Minns, uh sucks. Richard L. Mins sucks. I think that that's the name of this episode because um, this guy is still out because there. Because he sucks? Yeah, he's still out there. And I think um, we got everybody needs to know how much he sucks. So, Richard Mins. Oh, wouldn't it be great to put our podcast out and it be his name? So when people Google the guy, that's my. Not exactly if I just name this episode Richard L. Mins sucks. Like if you look up Richard L. Minns on like any podcast feed, that's what will come up, like this episode. That's great. <laughs> I love it. I don't know. Maybe we can make a difference. Maybe we can piss him off from Israel because oh, he's deno- so. He denounced oh, I his hope American citizenship. Because, you know, he's just like, I just don't like America. It's not because I he... I hope he uh, sues
1: us with his millions of dollars, because guess what? We don't have anything. <laughs> uh, we don't have a single dollar. Yeah, I know. Not even theoretical dollar. I can send not him really. a microphone.
0: Yep. Um, <laughs> he can take the $200 I made this week from grocery shopping for people. Can I send him my used Subaru? <laughs> 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 Take that, but not my records. Please. <laughs> do you have a used Subaru? You do? Huh? No, oh, I don't. <laughs> I don't have a used Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> Will he take my 2003 Nissan Xterra? Um, all right, so this guy sucks. Um, so in the 70s, Richard Minns was a tycoon, a health club tycoon. He owned a bunch of health clubs. He was a bodybuilder um and he had a young girlfriend who was 24 years oh. uh he was 24 years older than her her name was barbara um it's funny Just they a say, couple of hard bodies they always say her name they say her name is barbara P- pietrowski but that was actually her married name after this whole thing happened so i we don't know what her name was but he, so there's a pretty young blonde named barbara um they hit the houston social scene hard everybody knew who they were they were, yeah, like Mike Eli said, a bunch of hard bodies. Two babes. Um, right, just a couple of hard bodies. You I'm looking. a hard body. You're a hard body. Let's be hard bodies together. <laughs> they met on the ski slopes of Aspen, Colorado. Of course they did. Where the beer flows like wine. And, <laughs> and she talked about how um, he had this really bright colored ski suit and he was just uh you know the bell of the ball you know he was talking about how great he was <laughs> and then when and then he kind of felt her vibe out and kind of matched it and he became very sensitive and nice and and you know she should have seen the red flag there like how fast this guy could change to match whoever whoever's panties he wanted to uh explore that night you know so she was a pre med student she was real pretty everybody liked her she was also a part time model like all pre med students are i don't know um and their relationship went very well and until one day when uh the real Mrs. Minns showed up right he was married she didn't know this he was fucking married yeah and this is when he turns into Dick so he answers the f- he answers the door and he's wearing five thousand gold chains looking like a rapper <laughs> with his uh, high waisted pleated pants. <laughs> okay, I think it does sound like a horror movie in here I think I need do need to close the window <laughs> That's okay My dogs are going crazy over here That's okay My, uh, my dogs are barking <laughs> My dogs are barking Yeah, so, um, wait, fuck, wait Continue, Eli, what were we talking about? We were talk- oh, this is where he turns into Dick Where he, he, he ups- answers the door looking like a rapper With his pleated pants yeah and no now, shirt, and now he's mad. Um, he somehow convinces uh, Barbara that like he and his wife are separated, but she doesn't buy that shit. Um, and uh, and she tells him that she's pregnant, and that's when he—that's <laughs> when one of the first of a lot of uh, reenactments in this segment that the direct i feel like they had a different creative team or something they they really let these scenes breathe if you will <laughs> they don't cut and i think they only did them once and whew, it's rough maybe they were on a budget and they were like we got we got one take yeah. to do this right so so um she tells him that she's pregnant with his baby he says, he says abort abort like three times abort abort abort, abort. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like he's in an episode of uh, Doctor Who Like he's one of the Daleks <laughs>
0: Yeah Or like he's <laughs> a fu- or like S- a Star Trek It's a trip <laughs> Some sort of Sci-fi uh,
1: Mainstay Dang the window's closed and Yeah, that window's yeah you, going got, hard. you gotta latch it Closed Otherwise it's gonna keep
0: Doing So as soon as the wife comes And she doesn't buy it uh, Dick Starts Trying to win Barbara's trust back, he buys her a town home. <coughs> yeah, a, a town home, a nice it. apartment, fucking town home. It's connected to other town <laughs> homes. Okay, anyway, put put some nice furniture in there, and he even get, he writes a lot of uh, all the assets over to her. Right? He's just basically trying to win her over. Yeah, it's in her name. It's in her name. Like in in his his idea of good faith is like, hey, I'm leaving my wife. I'll even put this in your name. So don't worry about it. You know. Yeah but she 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 bought the bullshit she didn't he he didn't really leave his wife and um yeah his wife actually found out about the town home and then filed for divorce and all this time she's still pregnant she's not giving up the baby yeah so he i guess he goes somewhere to deal with his wife deal with his wife or like you know settle <laughs> things with his wife talk to her and um sh- you know he so he's getting a divorce from her so he goes home. He goes to Barbara's town home so he can stay there and when he gets there it's completely empty. She is sick of the shit. She just took everything and took the fuck off, right? And Dan, what did she leave? What did he what is the only thing she left, him?
1: The piano. The piano. Yeah. But did you guys notice like during that reenactment it looks like she's just like having a full on argument with the mover. <laughs> the it
0: does. Yeah, cuz it goes from her arguing with him and then she's just yelling at the mover and it's just like she's still heated. Maybe you know what? I noticed the the movers had those um those jumpsuits with their number on the back. I thought about calling it, but they don't have an area code. <laughs> so he tries to set up this meeting with her, right? Like to like uh so he can explain things and possibly reconcile and She's done all this drastic stuff, but she's still like in love with him. So she's a dummy, and she goes. She goes to meet him. Is this his where the friend, the author, is? This where the author shows up? The one that? Oh we yeah. Need the, to discuss. What's her name? Um. So she wrote the book about the case. Sleeping with the devil. She wrote "Sleeping with the Devil," which is about this case. Um. She wrote the book on it, literally, <laughs> and. Um, yeah, she's got a, she's got crazy. How do you explain her hair? She has crazy nineties hair. Like it's like a disheveled. half ponytail. It's, it looks very disheveled. It's like, oh, did she know she was going to be on TV? And then you immediately go to, well, the nineties <laughs> were weird. So maybe, maybe she did, <laughs> but yeah, she looks like she just had like a uh, sex. She looks like she just, yeah, just it got, looks like, like, she just did the sex. She looks like she just had sex with her coworker. In the copy room, you know, in some sort of '90s uh, sitcom, just shoot me. Possibly, maybe a uh, mad Ooh, just about shoot you. Me. Dang, maybe a just shoot me references. Yeah. We're doing those. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man, you didn't listen. You haven't listened to our Spook Troop on the stand because the girl from Just Shoot Me is in it. Ooh, which one, Maya? Dude, her yeah. boobs. Her boobs. Her. Her. Well, I mean, it, it was a TV show. It was on ABC, but her boobs that's all her (laughs) boobs have you ever seen the stand it's on youtube no watch it and then listen to our podcast i'm really gonna make eli listen to the other (laughs) podcast that we did without oh i listened to it i just (laughs) haven't the stand's good actually stand is good quarantine watching yeah this is a little um shout out to myself hey what's up you host of the spook troop um we did one episode we covered the stand uh, we did our first episode in January on parts one and two, and then three and four we did last week. Very different times. Yeah. And the first time we did it, it was like, Hey, this is weird. Um, uh, this is just a fun story. And the second round it's March, late March. And we're like, Holy shit. The stand is coming true. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's, it's fun. Yeah. And Dan even mentions Corona, the coronavirus. He I've even, been
1: tracking this thing since early January. We,
0: we were listening to the episode from January and he, he was like this Chinese, it's this thing in China, Wuhan, the cor- cor- Corona, Corona, like he didn't even, <laughs> it was super funny. Like wasn't even a thing then. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he I knew about it, but it. it was small. It wasn't like a, we were joking about it. I was like, I like sh- I, like, shushed it away, like, ah, I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, so, yeah, the stand.
1: (laughs) It's wild. I have a secret hard-on for pandemics, I'm not going to lie. So Richard Minns wants to explain himself. And he keeps
0: calling up Barbara, and she finally agrees to see him. um, And she's going to meet him at this hotel room. So she goes, and he doesn't show. He's not answering the door. So she just waits outside the hotel room. And then homeboy shows up with some other floozy, some other girl. And then she gets up to confront him. And uh, Min's like convinces her to go into the hotel room and so they can talk about it. And she even says – at some point she's like, oh, yeah, I was still in love with him. Cause I, and I went in. I don't know if he makes a phone call, but all of a sudden the door opens and a bunch of cops arrest her. And basically he like told the cops that, that she stole all this uh, property from him. When, when she took all the stuff from the apartment? Yeah. She stole my shotgun. Oh, yeah. The shotgun and the cops. like, And he has this arrest warrant. I mean, this guy's got, like, money. You know, he's got connections. So he has this arrest warrant. So, like, the cops, even the reenactment, I don't know how accurate it is, but the, in the reenactment, the cops are like, you know, he has this warrant. We're going to have to arrest you. Sorry, ma'am. Like, we're going to have to arrest you for now. And it's just wild, like, the links he took to, like, fuck her over. That, and that's not even the beginning of it right that's like dude m- nothing. what a bitter asshole he's a dick dick meme fucking Maze. yeah he he definitely crossed the richard to dick line real quick so she's in jail and 4 hours later that same night a detective visits her um and has this document for her to sign and it's written by Richard Mintz himself. And basically it says a statement. Well, yeah, it basically says that like they were never dating and they don't owe each other anything and they never knew each other. And that's not his baby. Oh yeah. And it's not his baby. And she was like, fuck no. (laughs) And she's like, I'm not going to sign that shit. So they charged her with felony grand theft and aggravated assault because she slapped him with her purse. What a fucking puss, dude. This guy, just to say, Richard Mins sucks. Unfortunately, 36 hours after this, she miscarries. So she doesn't uh, ever actually have Richard Mintz's child. Um, She was eventually released, and then this dude continued to fuck her. Yeah. So he did- <laughs> So they released her from jail and this dude just continued to fuck with her <laughs> over and over like dude this shit gets ridiculous. So April 17th of 1980 two detectives show up to Barbara's place and they have a search warrant so they can look through everything. Oh, yeah, this is the terrible part where he doesn't wa- she doesn't she <sighs> doesn't want him in the apartment and yeah, she's the detective in the reenactment he- she's like yelling for him to She's yelling for them to not let him in. I don't want him in here. He's like, go ahead and come in. Yeah. And he's got movers himself, right? So he starts taking the shit that he had bought her that she moved out and he puts it in storage. Yeah. He pretty much goes and takes everything she took from the place that she lived in that was given all the stuff that was given to her and the movers move it out and he doesn't do anything with it. Yeah. He just fucking puts it away. So what what happened to everything in her name? Like, doesn't she have that document? Well, I guess she could still... Why is this an issue? Well, I I guess... Well, I mean, he had connections. So I guess she still could... She still had the apartment, but she couldn't take the things with her? Oh, no, because she left the apartment. I don't know. It's confusing. It doesn't really tell the exact story. Like, at this point, did did, did she just take the furniture to a new place? Yeah, I think that's what happened. Yeah, and then I guess he can claim that it's his, and then... So, yeah... So he pretty much just takes all of her furniture, just walks into her house. Well, that's not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then again, he tries to get her to sign these papers. I guess like that was like a little thing. Um, and basically the papers are like that she won't sue him and, or fuck with him ever again. But she ke- continues to refuse to sign. So October 20th of 1980, this is when the crazy fucking thing happened. Yeah. Well, the lawyer, her lawyer advised her not to be alone he's like don't be alone whatever you do do not be alone at all this fucker is out to get you yeah and he, he even says no matter what measures you take if somebody wants to mess with you they're gonna find a way yeah they will no problem so october 20th of 1980 barbara is uh she's in houston and she stops at a donut place to get like oh. an apple fritter or something right it's or what did she get it's the shipley's a the the shipley's Not the Shipley's donuts, please. Oh, dude! Something. She stops to get a donut, and on on her way back to her car, she notices some guys in a car, and they immediately go up to her and they shoot her four times in the back while she's parked in front of this donut shop. Can we just say how uh,
1: biased she is? She's like, oh, she's
0: racist as fuck. <laughs> okay, maybe she's not racist, but the way I, I didn't I didn't really think about it until Eli was saying it before we started the podcast. What did she say? I she said because she said as soon as I saw the black men, I yeah. knew something was wrong. Well, she's like, I saw two black men and <laughs> and immediately and I knew something was wrong and it's like, wait what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like yeah it, it it's, it's it just, just came off yeah. really wrong. Yeah, the way she said it it seemed really racist. So she shot four times in the okay, donut. Okay, so these bullets collapsed <laughs> he her shutter l- in the donut. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, so oh, my apple fritter. <laughs> so the bullets collapsed her lungs and s- severed her spinal cord. This left her paralyzed from the chest down, so she could still use her arms, but that's it. So she was conscious the whole time, she never like passed out. And um, she is when the cops asked her, like, what happened or who did this, she immediately said Mins, Like, she said it was Richard Mintz. So Nathaniel Ivory and Patrick Steen were arrested for the crime. Uh, these guys were both African-American, and um, they were pretty much caught within minutes of the shooting. And then they were tra- they were charged with attempted murder. But they denied uh, Barbara's claims that Richard Mintz had hired them or anything. They had never heard that name. And I actually believe them. Because once uh, You know If you get more Into this story It's like You know One guy Helped one guy Do one thing And another guy Helped a guy And then a guy You know Yeah it was layered Lots of buried So I actually believe That they weren't Lying when they Said they'd never Heard that name Richard Mens. The bad acting I don't know man Oh man <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know man I don't know Yeah there's I That's gotta become A gif Or I've gotta, I have gotta I gotta post that On the it, It's Insane, yeah. There's some really good. I don't know. I might need to post a bunch of videos on the Instagram actually this week oh, because we can make some gifs. Because there's some. We can make a couple. How long can you make a gif? Can it have audio? Uh, like what? what no audio. It's just. I don't know, but with audio, I don't know. I, I'm actually just. Oh, well, we have a nice TV. I feel like I'm gonna take videos of a couple of these lo- elongated acting scenes because they are wild, kids. So apparently a former bodyguard Of men's had claimed that A month earlier A contract had actually been put out on Barbara's life And the cops determined That the car that was used in the Shooting actually belonged to a guy named Robert Jess Anderson And Ivory and Steen The two guys arrested later identified him As the person who had hired them To kill her But you know So that's just one layer so apparently Mins had a private detective that he hired named Dudley Bell. And this dude also was connected to the shooting after his ex-wife told the police that he wrote a note to Mins on hotel stationery. And it had a list of guns owned by Anderson, who's the first guy, the first layer we talked about. And that they were used in the actual shooting. So eight days after the shooting, Anderson was arrested and charged for conspiracy to commit murder. And he actually agreed to co- to co- cooperate with the cops. He confirmed that Bell hired him, Ivory, and Steen to commit the shooting. However, Bell and Mins were never indicted in the case at all. Just those two dudes. No one ever questioned Richard Mens about the attempted murder case. And he continued to fucking press this whole theft thing that Barbara did. So after, like, what was it, like, months after... He hired somebody, and I totally believe that he did, hired somebody to shoot and murder her. He continued this whole thing. There was a court trial. He sued her. He continued trying to sue her. She showed up in a fucking... He, he even claimed that the shooting was
1: like... A publicity yeah, stunt by her lawyer.
0: Yeah. This guy... Like, Dude, right? So, That's so messed up. <laughs> first, he he's like, hey, abort this child. Then he fucking takes all of her furniture. Then he literally hires somebody to kill her. She gets shot fucking four times with the whole with a shotgun. And then he continues to sue her for this burglary bullshit. The first thing she's done outside of recovering from these this gunshot wounds is go to court and deal with this fucker. Yeah, he still went along with the court case even after all of it. God, he's such a piece of shit. So she never gets to testify in this case regarding her stealing shit. Um, And the case was later dropped because there was like a technicality involving the search warrant that they got because I'm pretty sure he just got it like, you know, by a friend of a friend of a friend or whatever. So in March 81, Ivory and Steen are convicted of the attempted murder and sentenced to 35 years in prison. A year later, Barbara files a wrongful injury suit against Minz. So she's actually still trying to fucking sell him. The injury suit is actually against Minz, Bell, Anderson, Ivory, and Steen. So the whole crew. But before any of these depositions begins, Minz actually leaves the country. And he's been hiding ever since. Nobody knows where the fuck this dude is. Anderson was found guilty of soliciting murder in 84. Um, He got 38 years in prison. Bell actually... uh, got 38 years in prison as well after in 1987 one of his employees testified against him so they both got fucked uh bell was released in 1991 on parole though and a jury has since ordered men's to pay barbara 58 millions for wrongful injury but this is all bullshit he's also wanted for questioning in her attempted murder but of course no one can find him she actually changed her name too which is yeah, like to to Janie, right? It's it's so funny. She changed her name to Jannie Smith cuz she was scared of him, but then she went on unsolved mysteries and told her whole story, so it's weird. So in 1983, she began rehabilitation and she met Dr. Gerald Petrovsky. Okay, it's a different name. Oh my god, she her name was Barbara Petrowski and she married Gerald Petrovsky? Come on. Petrowski? Barbara Piotrowski, Piotrowski, but that's the way they say it, Piotrowski, and sh- her husband that she married is Gerald Petrovsky. That's crazy. That's oddly coincidental. D- didn't I say early in the episode? I was like, it's weird that they just mention her. They just always call her by her married name, but no. But no, it's a different Barbara name. Piotrowski became Barbara Petrovsky. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> that is odd. That is odd. Okay. I'm not crazy. The ads on the odds on that are astronomical. Yeah. So Dr. Gerald Petrovsky was, um, you know, he was a re- rehabilitation expert, uh, and he had been experimenting on a device that would allow a paralyzed person to walk independently. And um, um, they were kind of able to get it working. And they said they said it was very high tech and worked with some kind of computer things. I don't know. As of 1992, she was helping paralyzed children begin to walk with this cool technology. She didn't want to let her disability basically ruin or or dictate her life. Definitely. She's a badass. On November 30th of 1991, she marries Dr. Petrovsky, and she kind of got to have her life back and start it over, you know, even though she was robbed of her mobility but she probably would have never met this guy that she loves so much because of it. You know, I don't know. It, it's really fucked up. Either way, it's not too happy. Meanwhile, this guy's over here water skiing in the Bahamas. Yeah, yeah. This guy's a piece of shit. Um oh, and boy, did we find out some more information about this guy, right? Yeah, he has his own website, dude. So didn't they say? Didn't they say though in the Unsolved Mysteries episode that he goes by a different name? Did he go? Did he revert yeah, yeah, back to his? uh O'Toole uh, uh Richard O'Toole Yeah but did he re- revert back to his original name cuz the website is not under O'Toole No 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 yeah he did he went back he, I mean because he served time eventually in the states uh but anyway we're getting ahead of ourselves uh this case actually aired on uh, March 8th of 1992 the author is Suzanne Finstead, the one that we were making fun of her crazy hair, who wrote "Sleeping with the Devil," and the movie "Sleeping with the Devil" was actually based on it. So yeah, we I think we have a murder mystery, uh, a movie murder. What is it? What, what do we call those episodes? <laughs> what do we call mystery those movies? <laughs> yeah, mystery I think we have movie. a new mystery movie to do. We haven't done one in a long time. Well, we usually do them at the end of the at uh, the end of the season. Yeah, that's true. And this season has stretched out because of our crazy schedules and yeah. So July 1994, Richard Mins was not, was 64 years old. This fucker got arrested in Dallas at the airport um, on suspicion of obtaining several fraudulent passports under different names, and he received a four month prison sentence and was fined a hundred thousand dollars. And that's it. No wonder people say the justice system is broken. Yeah, it's fucked. November 94, he was deported because he was in the U.S. illegally. Mens has never been charged with anything to do with Barbara's attempted murder. And police think he's still involved, but they can't really prove it. Um, that whole $58 million civil suit she won against him um, for the attempted murder, uh, nothing came of that. The appeal was overturned on technical grounds. Um, so she didn't get a pin she never got a penny of that still the episode says it, but yeah, even down the line when he was caught not nothing a guy named Adrian Franks of Houston was hired by Bell to follow Barbara around and to tap her phones and record all of her calls and he was also hired to kill her and install a remote kill switch in her car but this dude died of cancer in 2018 and they couldn't get any more information out of him apparently uh, that, that's the first time. I've heard that name. Was that guy? Was that guy in the case? I don't even remember. And as of 2019, Mins is still alive, and he renounces U.S. citizenship and lives in Israel. And with a quick Google, you can find his fucking website. And this guy is insane. There's a pic. He's like 77, and he's buff as shit.
1: Ripped. You could say he's stacked.
0: Yeah, this guy though is a. He's still really in shape, but I'm willing to bet that all that rage that he had was just cocaine and steroid-induced. <laughs> so Richard Mins, the artist. He's, and the man. He's a sculptor now. He's a piece of shit and a sculptor. Richard <laughs> Minz, the piece of shit and an artist. Um, no, the piece of shit who happens to also be an artist. Yeah. Art came easily to Richard. He could always draw. At one time he considered himself to become a political cartoonist after training in painting and sculpture at Hampstead Academy in London and then Anvi Art Institute in Israel. He knew that sculpture was his calling. He enrolled in the Basis School of Sculpture in Israel, completed the five-year course in two years, and opened his own studio in Hadassah Nerim Nier- overlooking the beautiful Mediterranean Ocean. Like the old masters, Richard has a deep interest in classical and biblical mythology. Like the old masters, Richard has made a life study of human anatomy, combining these interests with his considerable artistic talents, plus personal background in bodybuilding and athletic achievement. Richard has made a unique mark in sculpture of the 21st century. And honestly, if you see these pictures, it's insane. He makes like old-timey Greek sculptures, like like they look. You know, they look like the timeless, you know, buff. Dudes and dicks and little dicks. It's it's weird. Don't sell him short. We need to talk uh,
1: about his accomplishments. Yeah. I mean, he he is still, he's a world-class athlete holding over 12 world records in endurance sports. And not only was he just like a man's man. I mean, this guy is a former boxing champion and a rodeo competitor. Like, I mean, this man did it all. And attempted murder. He's the man's man.
0: All right, so we're going to list off some of uh, Richard Menz's accomplishments from his website at Um We're going to each go one by one. Age 35, Mexico, the first non-Mexican to successfully high dive from the 170-foot famed La Quebrada cliffs of Alcapuco, and also attempted murder. But wait, first of all, the first non-Mexican, Non-Mexican. why is that why fucking who cares? Non-Mexican.
1: <laughs> fucking who fucking
0: it, it cares? Might, it might
1: as well say the first what to successfully dive. It might yeah, it as might well say
0: up. it might as well say another dude dived off these cliffs. <laughs> That's not an accomplishment, <laughs> you motherfucker. The yeah. first non-Mexican? What, what, that's fucking... Fuck, oh, my God. <laughs> that's not an accomplishment. That's some, like, low-key secret racism. All right, next. The first okay, so though. H45, USA. Two records. The first to water ski nonstop for 11 hours and the fir- Jesus. Okay, first of all, let's put a pin in that. The first person to water ski nonstop for 11 hours? Yeah. That is just... That sounds miserable. That doesn't sound fun at all. (laughs) Dude, that's only the beginning of the shit. All right, continue. Okay, next. And the only person to successfully circle the freezing waters of Lake Tahoe. Not once. Not twice. Not three times. God damn it. Not even four times. Ah fuck. But a whopping (laughs) five (laughs) times. Oh, and he also attempted to murder his girlfriend.
1: Nah, 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 nah. I can one up you. I can one up you. You want to know how? At the age of 48 in Antigua, West Indies, he killed two giant white sharks, one weighing up to 3,000 pounds, in a harrowing hand-to-hand combat (laughs) at 210 feet below the Caribbean Sea. He fought
0: a fucking poor defenseless shark that wasn't doing anything but being 200 feet
1: below the fucking sea. Yeah, fucked him up. Not, I mean, just not just one, one. but two, two. killed, he killed two, two of them two. in a hand-to-hand combat. Oh my
0: God! This website—he's jerking himself off hard, okay, right? First of all, sharks don't have hands. Did anybody tell him that sharks don't <laughs> have <laughs> hands? <have hens>?
1: Okay, <laughs> it was more—it it, was—it was more <laughs> hand <laughs> to fin <laughs> or hand to gill.
0: <laughs> okay, you win the episode. That's the—that's the funniest shit. Yeah. Oh my God, Eli! You, you forgot. Fight. You forgot one thing, though, Dan. He also did one other thing.
1: Oh yeah, he also tried to murder his wife.
0: Someone needs to girlfriend. tell this motherfucker. No, his girlfriend. They were his never girlfriend. Married.
1: His girlfriend. Yeah.
0: Someone needs to tell this motherfucker sharks ain't got no fucking hands. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why? You, but Dad you can't top the
0: that. Dan had the best.
1: But <laughs> you can't top that, David. Oh
0: shit! I can top some shit. Age 50, United States of America, which he has renounced his citizenship uh, from. Age 50, United States of America, father and sons, world record. Richard and son Miles, then age 18, water skied nonstop on separate slalom skis behind the same boat for six hours. Circling the freezing waters of Lake Tahoe three times. Oh, he loves them. Freezing Lake Tahoe waters. Longest time in <laughs>
1: history for two skiers behind the same boat. So that's another world record. I mean, when they say freezing waters is like what time of the year did he do this? Cause like I've freezing gone, year. I've gone time. diving Goddammit. in Lake Tahoe multiple times. And it it's not I mean, it's cold, but I mean it's not like Freezing.
0: I mean, I think we can all agree that we know exactly who wrote the uh, descriptions on this website, and his name rhymes with Mitchard Wims. <laughs> so, like I said, longest time in history for two skiers behind the same boat, and also attempted murder on his girlfriend. Okay, um, <laughs> anything else? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This guy loves to fucking water ski, man. Age fifty four, Switzerland. The first person to successfully water ski non around the perimeter of Lake Geneva. Jesus. All right, nothing else could be cooler than that. It's not like
1: he could do anything cool at the age of 70 years old. Could he, Dan? Oh, but that is where you are wrong, my friend. At the age of 70... In Israel, he was the first person to successfully... The only place that would have him. Sorry. He was the first person to successfully water ski nonstop around the uh, Kinneret, also known as the Biblical Sea of Galilee. Now, prior to him doing this, the only person that was able to successfully walk across the Sea of Galilee (laughs) was was Jesus Christ.
0: Was an Israeli. (laughs) He's the first non-Israeli Non-white He's the first non-white to do this (laughs) Or I'm sorry The first non-Jew It's like It's such bullshit It's like Oh yeah I'm the first Non-Caribbean guy To uh, Hey hey. Smoke a vape pen In
1: Nassau Bahamas (laughs) I don't know I could just say that I'm sure it's not true Hey Jesus walked across Galilee This motherfucker Skied
0: so who's cooler? Hey, no, 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 Jesus turned water into wine, and that in my book yeah. is way cooler. That's didn't he, way didn't cooler.
1: he come from Galilee? I'm not very religious, but didn't he come from Galilee? Uh, There's no, nothing Jesus this came came fool could do Nazareth.
0: cooler than do that. Is there? There is. Age nine. 72. <laughs> Age Jesus. 72. Of course, Israel, because it's the only place that will have him. He repeated his 70th birthday feat, but this time with his youngest son, Sean. So Sean was 12 years old, and both father and son water skied nonstop on the falls behind the same boat, establishing a father and son world record which will stand the test of time. An ultimate competitor, and this is a little epilogue, an ultimate competitor, Richard loves to compete, loves to win and embraces life with zest and vigor. His slogan, nothing is impossible, including killing <laughs> attempted murdering your girlfriend and including hiring somebody to kill your girlfriend. I think that was impossible because she lived. He has taught this to his five children, seven grandchildren and two great-grandchildren. "I am an optimist," Richard proclaims, adding, "it does not seem much use being anything else." A pessimist sees calamity in every opportunity. An optimist sees an opportunity in every calamity. Oh, you. (laughs) And he also attempted to hire somebody to murder his girlfriend. What a guy. Murder his girlfriend. Hey, can we just also say if his youngest son was 12, that means this dude was banging and having kids at 60. Yeah, if you look at the bottom. Yeah, how old is he now? Um, uh, if you see all the pictures, there's a picture of him and his son.
1: His son does not look like he's having a good time like waterskiing.
0: Water skiing. All. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It looks like his son is asleep while water skiing. He's like, Dad, can we just get off this freezing water of Lake Tahoe? Oh, <laughs> well,
1: no, this is Do you you Galilee. See the Do
0: you see the picture? Oh, this is the Israel one. This, yeah, this is the Israel one, sorry. And then, and then currently, there's a picture of him flexing at age 77. This guy's a fucking piece of shit. Honestly. <laughs> it, you could tell he wrote everything on his website. I've spent a lifetime in sports and bodybuilding, slowly sculpting the muscles of my own body until I reached physical perfection. Now, I use my skills and knowledge of anatomy and how to... My, and how the muscles work to bring to life the heroes of the Bible and the Grecian gods and goddesses. Oh, God. Now he's hiding behind, like, Judaism and Christianity. He's like, I'm a sculptor. I didn't hire anybody to murder anybody. I'm just a sculptor.
1: Just uh, just an artist.
0: So this 77-year-old fucking pedo... Um, is still water skiing with his children and uh you know trying to portray the he is in Israel by choice. <laughs> yeah, this guy's a fucking monster. Richard L Mann sucks. Sucks. He sucks <laughs> Yeah, on a scale of one to Carol Baskin, how much does this guy suck? Yeah, uh Carol Baskin it's interesting, the whole Carol Baskin thing because uh, She is Way less shitty than anybody else In that documentary you know Dude isn't that funny That everybody hated on her Yeah <laughs> Because they can't even prove that she killed her husband Yeah that, How did all them meth heads get all them tigers <laughs> And all that money it's, it's really the story of one dude's Like perseverance and, and trying to like discredit Another person And if you really think about it like Carol Baskin, I mean, even if she did somehow have something to do with that guy getting murdered, dude, that guy was a fucking creep. Yeah. He he picked, he picked her, her up, up on the, the side of the road. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, and, and and he also fucking he he was like, here, sweetheart, you can point this gun at me. And he was married. Oh my god! And yeah, he was married. Like honestly, I, I really think that if Carol Baskin did have something to do with his murder. I think that she, she was probably, like, trying to save her own life. But anyway, Spirit I'm going to post all these pictures of Richard Mens. There's even one of him in the 50s that's, like, a painting. This fucker needs to chill. He's, like, the type of guy that has his own painting over his mantle.
1: Yeah, dude. And his bad.
0: And was so fucking prideful and such a cunt that he hate fucking hired people to murder a girl who left him. God, fuck this guy. Um, Yeah, he's a terrible piece of shit. Again, Um, one more time. Yeah, the next two stories suck.
1: Sucks.
0: Yeah, this is the book of the episode. The next story is a lost heirs, and it's about like this saddled lady. And and they're so harsh right off the top. They're like, this lady lived alone, and everybody in the neighborhood knew her as a recluse, and she wore (laughs) man's clothes, and she died. And we need to figure out who her relatives are because she's got some money. And then (laughs) then the update is, it's like, oh, somebody was like sort of a relative and they got half of it and they donated the other half. The rest went to the state of Oregon treasury. Like, (laughs) is there, does does anybody, like, is anybody mad? Like, honestly, message us, tweet us. I really want to know if anybody's mad that we don't go more into this, but we've been talking for an hour about this guy. (laughs) It was messed up. It was messed up, and then I'm like, "Why? If, if it was her heir, why didn't they just give her everything? Why did the state of the Oregon Treasury get the other half of her? Yeah, estate? that is weird. It's like they're looking for some more heirs. I don't know. Um, and then there's a bunch of updates on, and all these updates are things that we've already covered, like that one guy who like ditched his family, and they found him like years later. And then he's oh, back. Uh, that, and He's like, "There's that." I'm just ashamed, dude. That uh, he's yeah. like, "I don't deserve this. I did the worst crime. I left my family." And he, and in the reenactment, his wife is talking to the camera, and he's like facing towards her, and she just looks like she's like pissed. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. And they have that talking head. Like, well, what would you do if you found your dad? She's like, oh, "I would probably just like bop him on the head real quick, and then give him a hug." Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, he's dumb The read awkward is so awkward Oh god I'd Probably bop him on the head uh, And there was another update There was a couple of updates What was the other one So we were putting out the idea Because we watched the episode together Over while we were chatting And we thought about maybe doing an episode Where we live watch an episode And talk about it as we're doing or, yeah, it Or like a sync up Like a watch along rather yeah 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 we can we can do like a countdown and be like okay we're hitting play now yeah and we could all sort of watch it together and it'll be kind of like you're watching unsolved mysteries with some friends if you put on the episode while you're watching it set up a bluetooth speaker play it over it it might be fun i don't know tell us if that seems like a fun thing for you guys and we'll definitely do it if one person says yes we'll do it you know what if nobody says yes we're gonna do it anyway we might still do it i don't know (laughs) we don't have anything better to do and neither do you sweet people but uh this has been fun um yeah, mainly that one case is pretty much all this episode was. But, but uh, yeah, thanks for hanging out and listening. We love you guys. Stackpack on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, just I should just say Stackpack on Instagram. We also we have Facebook too. And some people, it's weird. I checked the Facebook and read some nice messages and comments, and I probably should do that more often. But um, yeah, we love our. We're more on the Instagram and stuff, and you know, we're good about reply. I, I like to reply to anybody who says that they're into it. Uh, I'll usually talk to them. I love you guys. Um, uh, stack pack on those things at the stack pack. Uh, I'm David Howell, joined by Rodan. Good night. Um, and the delicious Eli from. Uh, ooh, I'm delicious today. Dallas, yeah, sure. Why not? You're delicious. Um, You've been drinking all that uh, blue margarita. (laughs) Well, I guess that was the last episode. Oh, yeah, that's gone. That's gone. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Stack Pack, you know, it's over. This is
1: the end. Good night. Love you. (laughs) (laughs) We'll catch you next time.
0: Oh, yeah. For every mystery, there there is someone somewhere who knows the truth, and perhaps if someone's listening, and perhaps if someone is you. Good night.
1: Anthony X (laughs) at
0: (laughs) That's an inside joke. Yeah. If you get it, message us and we'll give you a cookie. Bye. (laughs) That was great.